0: So on Wednesday nights, Wednesday is my day away from the parish and late in the evening, a few priests and or seminarians show up in the rectory to play cards. And we do a lot of shop talk while we're doing so, which beats the bejeebers out of having yet another meeting to talk about stuff. So last Wednesday night, after playing a game at which I was thoroughly trounced and we played night prayer I asked the guys about this weekend's readings because I'm a little confused about them. Here's the setup. If you ever notice, the first reading and the gospel always speak to each other. The Old Testament and the New Testament, they come together to give a unified message. So you have the first reading, we have Abraham today. Remember the guy uh, in the window right here, Abraham. He receives three visitors. Traditionally, they're recognized either as God himself or three angels who represent God. There's a famous icon of this where uh, Abraham is serving the three angels or God, and the way that they're sitting at table forms kind of a chalice to give us the forward idea of the mass. It's a very famous uh, icon, anyway. Most of this reading is taken up with Abraham scurrying around getting a meal ready, right? Wash your feet, sitting his guests in comfort, running to tell his wife to bake something. He shoots out to the field and picks out a steer to be made into steaks, gathers curds and milk, serves them and waits on his guests, right? And for all this, all this fussing about, he receives a blessing. The son, Isaac, who's also in this window up here, Now, this is in contrast to the gospel where Martha is fussing about, welcoming her guests, doing much serving, and at least it appears she is gently chided by Jesus. Martha, Martha. So I asked the guys, what's the difference? Why is one rewarded? And the other, as we are told, gets slightly chided, you are anxious and upset about many things. I like Marthas. Marthas make this parish possible. If it weren't for the Marthas or Martins, for that matter, this parish would be in dysfunctional chaos. It would be a catastrophe if this parish had to raise the funds to do everything that the Marthas do. So say a prayer for them. Martha's make things run smoothly. My mother was a Martha. I remember once many, many years ago when my sisters who both lived, both lived out of town at the time were in town and we decided instead of going to everybody's house and then visiting them, we would have a party at mom's house and invite everybody into there. One visit for everybody. So we invited the family over, which would have probably been about 60 people at the time, told mom not to worry about it, and then we went off to spend the day in Cleveland and enjoyed gallivanting around. We returned home later than we thought to a mother who was mad as a box of frogs, and it was a very Martha moment. She didn't actually say this out loud, but we could tell from the look in her eyes, she was saying, you left me here to do all the work of getting ready for a party. Now our plan was to put out a couple of bowls of chips and some pop. That was not mom's standard. The bathrooms needed to be tidied up, chairs brought out, the bowls that you would put the chips in needed to be washed out making sure we had enough supplies, a big lesson for me. And now, unfortunately, it's a lesson that I teach anybody who lives with me over here, as they're well aware, right? Thank goodness for the Marthas. Without Marthas or the Martins, September Spectacular would look a lot more like Donut Sunday, and Donut Sunday would look a lot more like a bag of donut holes and a help yourself sign on the Keurig. Now, it might be good to know that there isn't a universal agreement on exactly what the Martha Gospel is supposed to teach us. But most of us sense there is something important there, right? So uh, is it that, you know, is it... Bad that Martha was fussing around, yet how much of the scriptures is about don't just listen to me? Here are the following things you have to do. Remember the sheep and the goat. Why did the sheep get in? Because you fed, you gave drink, you sheltered, etc., right? And what is the one thing? So some people try to say, you know, what's the one thing? Only one thing is necessary. Is it just listening to Jesus? No. Or was it that Jesus popped in on them? He said, you know, only the, the bowl of Doritos would have been fine. You know, cancel everything else. I had some commentaries that said that, but that seems a bit of a stretch. But so what's the main difference between the Old Testament and the gospel? In one, Abraham goes about the chores in a spirit of hospitality. In the other, so does Martha. But it uses the words, she was burdened. She felt self, uh, she was, did she do this as a self-imposed thing that she was trying to do? Was she not doing it in complete joy and charity? In a friendly fashion and in somewhat kiddingly? I think, Jesus asks to get involved in the family dispute. Jesus, would you please tell her? Does it not bother you? And he kind of makes light of it, even in a lovingly way, repeating her name twice, Martha, Martha. You know, if you're mad, you only use it once. Martha? And instead of taking on the responsibility, he replaces it back on her. You're anxious and upset about a lot of things. I will grant you that Abraham seemed anyway to have a lot of support in his own house, household in doing the charity. And his motive seemed to be completely about showing hospitality and to please the messengers from God. To a great degree, I believe the same thing about Martha. let's not forget that she's considered a saint after all, patroness of servants and cooks. But in this moment, in this one little slice here that we have, could it be that she was more concerned about the situation being fair than simply performing an act of charity? Is it fair that Mary gets to listen to Jesus while Martha tries to make everything just right for everybody. I feel this situation myself from time to time in this parish. For example, I knew this weekend was gonna be a very, very busy weekend, so I had to get my homilies done in advance. And while I was writing this in my room, sitting in my comfy chair with the air conditioning on, A few very hard-working people in this parish were diligently working outside in the heat and the sun, setting up for the Jazz and Wine Festival. I felt as though I should be a little bit more like Martha or Martin out there with them, but at that moment, I needed to be more like Mary. Is that fair? Is life about being fair? Was the cross fair? Was what happened to St. Sebastian fair? Should fairness be a primary concern for our mission? These are questions to ask. If Martha's heart was 100% on performing acts of charity for the sake of charity and in joy, would she have complained to the Lord about Mary's unproductiveness? If she has already reached the height of saintliness, would she just go uncomplainingly about her business? It's not easy. All of our motives are mixed, and it's the same way today. So the dishwasher is full, and I might get irritated, and I look at it and go, I have to do this too? Instead of just doing it out of love and service, or perhaps keeping calm and encouraging directly someone who needs to step up and doing this act of charity, right? Or when I walk the dogs around the property or in the parks and I see litter, I might pick it up and tote it not very far, by the way, because there are all kinds of trash cans over there and take it to the trash can. Do I do it in perfect charity? No. Part of it's selfishness. I want the park and the parish to be clean for me. And part of it is anger. Come on. There's a trash can right over there. It's a good thing I don't know where you live or it might be worth it for me to pick it up and drop it off in your yard. I might still be performing a good deed, but not it wouldn't be as beneficial to me as it could have been. John, John, you are anxious and upset about many things. If I'm really on my game and in a good spiritual place, I might be able to pray at least through gritted teeth, please God bless the person who dropped this trash here so that I would have the opportunity to do this act of service for my community. God bless them. Even in our good deeds, there is the opportunity for greater perfection. Sometimes at mass, as we're going through the mass, I might be tempted to think of something holy but not keeping with the mass. There might be some idea. Oh, I saw some young people out there in the congregation today. You know what? We really should do a vocation day, but is that what I should be focused on while I'm doing the Eucharistic prayer? Even if it's another holy thing, is it the holiest thing I could be doing at that moment? Or maybe a person who promised to do something and they're counted on, but they find something holier to do, maybe a retreat. And as holy as that may be, Your word was given to something else first, an imperfect charity that should be honored. And let's be honest, for some people being Mary is very, very difficult. Come make a holy hour on Tuesday and see if you really are a Mary. But we are always called to be holier than we are. And this is good news. This is something to be celebrated. Thank goodness we are not all we can be. I am not all that I can be. I'm glad to know that there's the possibility of a better version of myself tomorrow or next year. And it is for all of us. Whether I'm feeling low about myself or or self-satisfied, with Christ, There is always the possibility of forming the better version of ourselves.